0: Welcome to the Valleybrook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon highlighting missions at Valleybrook. This Sunday highlights our supported missionaries, our missions teams, and ways you can get involved. To watch any of our previous messages or find all listening platforms, we encourage you to visit www.valleybrook.cc forward slash on demand.
1: Enjoy. Well, as you heard earlier, today is our Mission Sunday, and we're excited about this opportunity. You're going to hear from some of our 20 missionaries from around the world and see how they are on mission, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, and something that doesn't apply just to missionaries, but it actually applies to all followers of Jesus so we reached out to our missionaries and we asked how they were advancing the gospel today. And so you're going to hear from some of them. And just to begin with, we're going to let a, a bunch of them uh, just wish you uh, greetings from wherever they are. So turn your attention to the screen.
2: Hello, Valley Brook Community, Community Church. Church. Hello, we are Hartford City Mission. Victor Rush here, Executive Director. We are in Hartford, Connecticut, and we want to thank you for allowing us to advance the kingdom of God and to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ by impacting the lives of many young children in the city of Hartford. Through our efforts and through your support, 27 young people have made decisions to follow Jesus Christ. Thank you again.
3: Hi, we're Corey and Katie Garrett with SIM in Catherine, Senegal. We're advancing the gospel through village outreach and online and print Bible publishing in Wolof.
0: Hi, I'm Anna Montalvo, serving in Middletown, Connecticut, and we are advancing the gospel through a faith-based pregnancy resource center equipping women and men with life-affirming pregnancy, parenting classes, and personal support. Hi. We're Tony and Martha Hinton, serving in Waxhaw, North Carolina.
4: And we're advancing the gospel by supporting Bible translation worldwide through our ministries with Jars.
0: And Wycliffe Bible Translators. Hi, we're Bill and Kathy Martin, and we serve in Dakar,
2: Senegal. And we're advancing the gospel through launching disciple-making movements.
3: Hi, I'm Cindy at Central Connecticut State University with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. We're advancing the gospel by reaching every corner of every campus so that students can experience God and be developed into missionaries, leaders, and world changers.
0: Hi, I'm Jalen Perry, and I'm serving in Sumpango, Guatemala. I am advancing the gospel through helping run programs which share the gospel and provide discipleship to children, youth, and families, while also um, addressing the issues of poverty and lack of education and abuse, which are prevalent in this community.
5: Hey, Valley Brook family, it's Brian Bywater with Street Church and Church Army USA, serving here in Hartford, Connecticut, and we are advancing the gospel through our outdoor worship event with the Street Church, as well as our three services, uh, ministering to the widow and the orphans and nursing homes.
0: Hello! Hello. We're the O'Neill family, serving in Malouse, France. And we're advancing the gospel through outreach to university students.
5: <laughs> Hi, we're Kyle and Danielle Van Etten. We're the area ministry directors with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship in Connecticut.
0: We're advancing the gospel on college campuses by establishing witnessing communities of students and faculty, helping students move from cynic to seeker to follower to leader and to world changer. Hello, my name is Jacqueline Perot, and I serve with the Hartford Project right here in Hartford, Connecticut. We are advancing the gospel by providing urban ministry immersion experiences for churches in New England. We have single day events and weekend events and week long events that allow youth groups or families or individuals to come into Hartford to learn about life in Hartford, to build relationships with other Christians, to serve in the community, to see how God is already working in Hartford and to partner with him in that ministry. So I just wanna say thank you for supporting the Hartford Project. We are so thankful for you.
6: Hello, my name is Randy Hall and I serve with Partners International based in the United States.
4: Hello, my name is Salang Matamoros from Costa Rica serving as the Middle East North Africa director for PI.
6: Partners International is advancing the gospel through local church planting and discipleship ministries throughout the Middle East and the 1040 window. Hi, right, we're Dan. Dan Gibbs. We're serving
0: in Yambu, Nigeria. And we're advancing the gospel through needs adoption projects leading to geographic saturation.
7: Hi, I'm Pastor Jay John. Hey, I am Susan John. We are from India, southern part of India, Kerala. Thank you so much for Pastor Clark and the Valley Community Church and the mission. Board for helping us regularly. In the year 1986, I started this ministry by the vision to reach the coastal fishermen. Now 32 pastors are working with us. By the grace of God, so many people and fishing villages were reached by the good news. And there we saw the hungry abandoned children uh, we started a feeding program, and that became Agape Children's Home. And we thank you for everything, and thank you for the visit of Pastor Bob uh, and uh, Brother John court uh, to India, and they ministered and touched people's heart, and that was great. And we welcome many more to come to the mission field. God
1: bless you. Well, that gives us just a taste of what God is doing through our mission work around the world. And we believe at Valley Brook that we are called not just to support missionaries, but that we're all called to advance and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, let me just take a moment as I say that to to level set what I mean every time you hear me talk about advancing the gospel or or sharing the gospel. The word gospel is a uh, Greek word that we've translated into English, but literally it means good news. So advancing the gospel, sharing the gospel is sharing the good news. And this is the good news, that God loves everybody and wants everyone to come to know him on this earth so they can spend eternity with him. The second part of that good news is this, is that uh, all humans have a common problem and that common problem is our sin that separates us from God and keeps us from having that relationship with God. And unfortunately, no matter how many good things we do, they are not enough to undo the sin that we commit. So that means on our own, without God's help, we would be eternally separated from God. So the third part of this good news is this, God's love for us is so great that he sent Jesus to earth to pay the price for our sins by dying on the cross, and he didn't just stay dead, he rose from the dead, he defeated the power of sin and death so that he became our Savior and our Lord and whoever believes in him who has eternal life. And so that's the fourth part. Whoever believes in Jesus receives the forgiveness of sins. They are given the promise of eternal life and they become a child of God. And so that's what I mean when I'm talking about sharing the gospel. Now, when you decided to follow Jesus, when you decided to believe in him, you said, you know, I'm going to follow Jesus and his teaching and I'm going to be part of God's plan. Maybe you didn't say that consciously, but you became part of God's plan to share the gospel with the rest of the world. And one of the things that you're going to notice this morning, because we're going to have multiple testimonies from our missionaries around the world, is that when they go to share the gospel, they go with a love and a compassion for the people that they're serving and sharing with and living amongst. And that love motivates them to do things that help serve those individuals that they get to know, as well as the greater community, so that they can earn the right to share the message of Jesus Christ. One of the first missionaries that we began to partner with when we started this church 20 years ago are Corey and Katie Garrett. As you heard earlier, they are in Senegal in the uh, small town of Kaffirine. So this morning, let's hear how they're sharing the good news of Jesus Christ.
3: Recently, I started taking a local Senegalese believer along with me on my village outreach visits. And what we're doing basically is doing high blood pressure education and screening. And during the education part, we're sharing some Bible verses that have to go along with our message about God's care for us. What we're looking for is some interest on the part of the the household we're sharing with that will signal an open door to go back and do some more Bible study with them. We've gone several times together, but my friend had not yet seen a household really show interest. Uh, Until this past Saturday, Katie and the boys actually went with us and so she was actually able to get some visit, uh, some video of this visit. And uh, we went to a brand new household to us and we were able to do the the education and the screening and they were totally open to the verses that we shared with them but didn't show any keen interest. Then we went to another household and as we were walking back past uh, this household, uh, the patriarch called out to us and said, Hey, I'm reading the scripture you left. And we had left a small uh, poster with the Scripture that we shared with them during the high blood pressure education part. And so we were able to go back, read through the Scripture again with them, and actually uh, give them another Scripture portion, read through that with them, and do an inductive Bible uh, study with them on the the passage from Genesis 3. So that was really encouraging. In fact, my friend, as we walked away from the house, said, that was super encouraging. I had gotten discouraged because we really hadn't seen the interest yet. And I said, yeah, that's what we're here to do is share scripture, watch for interest. It signals the Holy Spirit working in people's hearts and then pursue that.
0: So pray for Corey and his ministry partner that, for encouragement and that they would see fruit from their work. And pray for this young believer that he would catch a vision for a lifetime of missions to his own people, the wolof
1: So that is just a powerfully amazing story about how the Garrett's are serving people in their community, doing normal things like a blood pressure screening tests, but getting the opportunity to share the gospel. And so we want to pray for this family that was receptive to what they had to say, but also, as you saw, Corey's ministry partner, that, that he gets the vision to be able to share the gospel also. Um, now, the reality is this. You know, some people are called to go into full-time mission work, but the reality is that you and I are also called to do that. We're called to share the good news. While God may call somebody into full-time work, we also are called to share the gospel as we're going through our lives. God actually calls and commissions every single follower of Jesus to share that message and to support the ongoing work of those who are in full-time mission work. And so today, we're going to look at Scripture, and we're going to see how it calls every Christian to support the mission of advancing the gospel. We're going to look at three things that the Bible tells us. The first thing it tells us is this. It tells us to pray specifically to pray for the mission work to advance. And so let me remind you of what Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew. In chapter 9, he says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So Jesus, in this section of Scripture, has just completed calling the 12 people who will become his disciples And one of the first things he tells them is, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Now, maybe they didn't quite understand Jesus's metaphor at the time, but when they realized what he was talking about, it must have caught them off guard because he has just called them to advance the good news that he is preaching. And he's saying now that, now that I've called you, the reality is we still need more people to share the good news about God's plan for salvation. And in this illustration, Jesus is basically equating the world with a huge field. Maybe it's a grain field. And he's saying it's, it's, uh, it's ready for harvest. It's ripe. But there's not enough workers to go out and bring the harvest in. Jesus knows that he needs more than just himself and the 12 disciples. They need more. They're not enough. And so he tells them to pray and ask God to give them more workers. And that's what you and I can do. We can pray. We can pray for more people just like you and me to share in the mission work of advancing the gospel and we can pray for our missionaries, for their protection and for their specific needs. So now we're gonna hear from another set of missionaries. They're also in the country of Senegal, but they're in the capital, in Dakar. So let's turn our attention to the screen and hear from Bill and Kathy Martin.
0: I teach art at Dakar Academy, the school where our children all attended, and I teach middle and high school art.
2: And one of my principal ministries here is reaching out to university students through teaching English as a foreign language. Uh, last year, during COVID time, I had started a Bible study with a young man named Maury. We didn't get very far with it because of technology issues, um, but Maury is in my class again this session. And uh, so I want to invite him to uh, resume that Bible study with me. So please pray for Maury that he would be open to doing that and that God would use his word in his heart. Another young man in my class, uh, Ricky, who is a Muslim guy. He is a Wolof ethnic group. And I want also to invite him to study the Bible with me. So please pray for Maury and Ricky, if you would. One other thing that we do as part of our university student outreach, our English camps, and we're planning our April English camp right now, and so that would be a great way, actually, for Valley Brook to plug in with our ministry here, send a small team to help us with a future English camp. And if you
0: want to know anything more about the ministry here, you can go to metrodakar.org, and that'll tell you a lot more things about what we're doing. But we do want to thank you so much for your partnership with us. It is a great encouragement to us.
1: So that's just exciting to see how we can pray specifically for, for Bill and Kathy as, as they are witnessing, specifically to Maury and Ricky. Can you imagine what would happen... If Maury and Ricky became followers of Jesus, and they began to witness to other people from Senegal, and they became Christians, and this kind of reproduction of followers of Jesus began to multiply, how it could change communities and change the world. So we need to pray that that happens. And as I said earlier, we need to pray for the protection of our missionaries. If you're uh, familiar with what's going on currently in the country of Senegal, there's a lot of political unrest. There's a lot of violence. So we need to pray for these missionary families that are there as well as others and uh, pray that that rest would uh, calm down, that unrest, and that those missionaries would be protected during that time. You know, we're so serious about praying for our our missionaries because uh, we want to... provide you with some specific opportunities to personalize your prayers with those missionaries. So, uh, you may have remembered earlier this morning, uh, Tim and Angela shared with us about a special Zoom call that we're going to have this afternoon. You're all invited to join it. It's going to be at 2 o'clock. We're going to have five missionaries on that Zoom call. It'll be an opportunity for you to ask them questions about what they're doing and also to pray with them on this call. You can go to our website, Find the Ministries tab, click on that, go to Missions. When you click on that, it'll tell you how to log in for that special Zoom call today. And we really hope all of you will attend. The second thing that you can do while you're on that page, particularly those folks that are online, there's a place where you can sign up to be a prayer partner for specific missionaries. You can fill that out and you'll be connected with that missionary so you can be their prayer partner. For those of you here on campus today, there'll actually be a physical sign sign up out in the cafe that you can sign up today and say which missionaries that you would like to sign up. While you're out there, you're also gonna find some of these prayer cards. So if you would like a physical reminder of how to pray for our missionaries. You can take one for each of our missionaries, or just, uh, uh, or you can take all of them, whichever you prefer. That way, you can pray for them. And if you're on, at our online campus and you'd like some of these cards, send us an email at connect at valleybrook.cc and we'll send you the ones that you would like to pray for. You see, we want to support those missionaries and their work here and around the world. And there's no greater weapon that we have than the weapon of prayer. So the Bible tells us to pray. Pray that God would send workers into the harvest. The second thing the Bible tells us to do is is to give. Uh, Once when Jesus was teaching a large crowd, he said this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So let me unpack that just a little bit. Now, Jesus is saying, don't store up your treasures on earth. Now, we, we sort of understand that because uh, we recognize that For instance, if we stored our treasures up in our home, somebody could break in and steal it. But he says some other things that may be a little unusual to us. He says, don't store it up on earth so that vermin and moths don't uh, destroy it. What does he mean? Well, in the first century, sometimes people's wealth was actually in fabric and in clothing. And uh, if you know anything about storing those articles of clothing or that fabric, oftentimes uh, mice can get in and uh, destroy that or moths. And it's interesting, another translation says, uh, don't store up your treasures on earth where moths will destroy or it will rust. What's that about? Well, uh, those coins in that day were not always of a pure fine metal, and oftentimes there was iron in that, and if they were exposed to moisture, and they were, they would rust. But here's the big idea that we need to really understand Uh, He says, don't store up your treasure on earth, store it up in heaven. Now, how do we do that? Now, we all know that we can't take anything physically with us when we die and go to heaven. So what's he talking about? Well, the key to understanding this is the verse where Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where's your heart? Your heart's not with your money or your treasure account or your, or your bank account or your 401k, I hope. I hope your heart is with people that you know and you love and that you want to be in heaven. And so what Jesus is saying about storing up treasure in heaven is he's saying, listen, use your time, use your talent, use your treasure, your earthly treasure to help people come to know God through faith in Jesus Christ so that they will be in heaven also when we all die and get to go there. So we take this so seriously at Valley Valleybrook uh, that we have said from day one every dollar that comes into our general fund We're going to take 10% of it, and we're going to use that to fund our mission work. And so, over those 20 years, we've given over a million dollars to mission work to support missionaries here and around the world. So uh, when you think about that, some people say, well, you know, what should I do? Well, first of all, all the missionaries that we support at Valley Brook uh, are are people that we have put our trust in, and and we're uh, confident in their ability to share the gospel. If you feel led to support one of those missionaries directly, we would not discourage that. In fact, we would encourage that. And you can actually go on our website, and you can find their contact information, and you can find out more how to do that. The reality is this. We want to help our missionaries store up treasure in heaven by leading other people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So we're going to hear from a couple of our missionaries that work through a mission called Partners International to see how they're storing up treasure in heaven.
6: Through your partnership with Partners International, our local ministry partners were able to share the good news of the gospel to more than 240,000 people living among some of the least reached people groups throughout the Middle East, Africa and Asia. As a result, more than 30,000 people accepted Christ the Savior and nearly 1800 new churches and small groups were planted last
4: year. We are deeply grateful with you for your partnership with Raja Aluman, an Arab-based ministry in the Middle East and the North Africa region, led by our beloved brother Kalaf. I have no doubts that this is one of the most vibrant and important ministries in that area of the world. Just during the year 2020, the year of the virus, when when our expectations were getting low, we got the news that our friends of Raja Aloman have preached the gospel and served people dealing with the consequences of the virus in 11,000 47 households. In the Middle East, you have five to 10 people living in a house. So just do your math and you are going to realize the great impact that they have done preaching the good news of Jesus and serving the needy in a very difficult time for the human beings. At the same time, more than 1,000 Muslims receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior through Raja al church planters in the North Africa and Middle East, Middle East region. So thank you very much for your partnership, your faithful partnership with them and with the Great Commission among Muslims in the Arab world.
6: And I'd encourage you just to pray for our ministry partners in the Middle East as they continue to share the gospel in the year ahead. Uh, Please contact me via email if you'd like to receive their monthly prayer calendar. And thank you so much for your partnership. That's a powerful
1: story. Over a quarter of a million people heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Over 1,800 churches and probably house churches, small groups, were started. But over 30,000 people became followers of Jesus. They were treasure stored up in heaven. So that's exciting. You know, the reality is this is all of us can get involved in missions. You and I can pray for our missionaries. We can pray that the gospel will be shared in advance. We can give to the work of missionaries, but there's one more thing that scripture tells us that we can do. We can support missions by actually going and sharing the good news. Now, If the idea of sharing the gospel intimidates you, let me share with you from God's Word that you're not alone, and you need to recognize that God will work through you. So, before he became a prophet, Isaiah had an intense vision of his relationship with God. And in it, he heard God call him into service. And during that vision, Isaiah was convicted of his sinfulness And God heard that, and he cleansed him of his sin. And we read about it in the sixth chapter of Isaiah. Isaiah writes, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. And God said to him, Go and tell the people. Isaiah realizes that God has a mission for him to go on. And he responds and said, Here I am send me. In the New Testament, when Jesus comes along and begins his ministry, he calls people to join him in that ministry. And I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but you know, the disciples and the people that followed Jesus were just people like you and me. They were ordinary people who did ordinary jobs. You know when you go in and you study about the 12 disciples, you'll see that seven of them were fishermen. We know Matthew was a tax collector, some of the, uh, the women uh, served in different ways, but all of these men and women were just ordinary people. One of those uh, missionary, excuse me, one of those disciples, we know a little bit more about him. He was called uh, Simon the zealot. Why was he called Simon the zealot? Well The Zealots were a sect of Judaism and uh, they were extremists. And so they wanted to stage a rebellion against Rome. If you know anything about first century Israel, Rome had come in and occupied Israel. They had set up a governor to oversee the country. They had brought their troops in to basically keep the order and the peace. And so the Zealots wanted that to be done away with and removed. Here's the big picture. All of this points to us is that Jesus calls normal people to follow him. And when he calls us to follow him, he calls us to to do that out of our normal everyday life and to set aside our will and do his will. And even in Simon's case, set aside his political views and follow God's will. After the resurrection, Jesus came to the disciples And he commissioned them. And we understand that that commission wasn't just for those disciples then, but it's been for every successive generation of followers of Jesus. And then that commission, this is what Jesus says to us. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely i am with you always that last phrase that jesus says is important for us because remember i said if you feel intimidated about going to friends or family or coworkers or even to another part of this state or around the world to share the gospel you don't need to be because jesus has said i will always be with you you and i are to share the gospel with our friends with our family with our neighbors with whomever God tells us to share the gospel with. Now, just two months ago, we had the exciting time to commission a young woman who grew up here at Valley Brook, Jalen Perry. She now serves on the mission field in Simpongo, Guatemala. And I want you to hear what she shares with you about what God is doing through her in that mission.
0: My name is Jalen, and I am serving in Sumpango, Guatemala. I have seen the gospel advance through the programs that I help run. One of the families that is involved in our educational sponsorship program and some of the other programs that we run has come to faith over the past few years of being involved in these programs. The three oldest boys in this family of eight were Our first point of contact in the ministry, these brothers came to faith through hearing the gospel in our educational sponsorship program and um, being discipled through that program. Then they started attending the local church by themselves. Eventually, the parents started attending the church with them and came to faith through the church. Uh, The father was baptized in the end of January of this year, and now the whole family is attending the church together. The parents are raising their three younger children to follow Christ as they learn about God's plan for their life each day. Please pray for this family, myself, and the other ministry staff as we support this family and others in their development of faith um you can come and visit us here in guatemala or donate to support me and the ministry as a whole we appreciate any way that you can support this work thank you
1: It's exciting to see how God is using Jalen in this ministry. How they're they're changing the world by helping changes changing the the eternal destinations of families. Now, Jalen felt called to advance the gospel through full time mission work in another country, but that's not the only way that followers of Christ are called to advance the gospel. In fact, all of us are called to share Christ where we live, where we work, where we play, and while. We may not be full-time ministers or missionaries in our lives, we are called to carry forth that mission and vision in our lives all the time with our words and with our actions. We all should do that, prayerfully asking God to guide our words and our actions with our family and our friends and our acquaintances. And we can also advance the gospel by serving in ministries here at Valley Brook or in some of the other local missions that we support, like the street church here in Hartford that Pastor Brian Bywater leads. The Street Church is a uh, locally run church. They actually meet every Saturday all year long outside on the steps of Hartford City Hall. I've served there many times, and I would encourage you to consider it also. So let's hear from Pastor Brian Bywater about what God's been doing there.
5: You know, we have a small saying downtown that the uh, gospel can't be quarantined. And it's been the uh, sheer fact that we're outside, as always, that the Lord's been moving. A quick little story about a friend named George. We were outside, as we are each Saturday, worshiping. Um, I was actually away for the day, and this fellow, George, walked up and came upon one of our leaders and just asked what's going on. George, uh, at that point, was living in his car, had no job. Our leader of the day, Kenny, embraced him, prayed with him, uh, shared what was going on, gave him a Bible. The next week I came back and George walked up to me and said, hey, where's Kenny? And I said, oh, Kenny's uh, around somewhere. Can I help you out? He said, I met Kenny last week. And he began to tear up. And he said, Kenny prayed with me and made me feel loved and affirmed and welcome as I've never been before. And I wanted to come back and say thank you and let him know that I have a job. So we found Kenny. George went over and shared that the weeks uh, following. George kept coming back and joining us. Uh, Finally, George walked in one day, said, I'm sorry I wasn't here. I had a job last week, a real paying job. I'm still living in my car, getting there every day, but God's working in my life, and I'm so thankful. And that's what the street church does. We're outside catching the guys falling through the cracks, bringing them back from isolation into community, loving them well. So thank you for your support that we can get guys like George back into the family. He's part of your family, too. Thanks, guys. Love you all. Peace.
1: So think about that. George met Kenny, and Kenny ministered to him. Kenny is a volunteer. He serves every Saturday at the street church, but he actually goes to a different church on Sunday every day. He he's, lives in the greater Hartford area, but he sees this as a way for him to share the gospel, and he does it every week. Today, I hope you've been inspired by some of the things that our missionaries have said as they've been advancing the gospel. I hope that you've understood that we're all called to advance the gospel, and we all have three parts that we can play. We need to pray that God would work through us and through our missionaries and that God would send more people to share the gospel with people who haven't heard it. We can give to support that mission work, whether it's directly through the church or on our own, and we can go, whether that's to our neighbors or around the world. So this morning, I'm going to invite the worship team to come forward, and I I want to just go into a time of prayer where I want to pray for all of us that we will embrace the commissioning that Jesus gives us to advance the gospel here and around the world, and that God will work through us. So if you would, whether you're online or with us in the room, please bow your heads and let's pray. God, we thank you for the love that you have for us. And we thank you that you have brought somebody into our lives at some point who has shared the gospel with us and we've responded. So Lord, as we recognize that we've been commissioned to share the gospel, Lord, we ask that you would work in our lives, that we would be prayerfully lifting up those who are in full-time ministry, but also asking you to guide us to those people that we should share the gospel, that we would give of our time and our talent and our treasure to serve your kingdom and to advance the gospel. And that, Lord, when you tell us to go, whether it's near or far, that we would respond and we would go. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.